Dad says, how do you want to be caught one day, standing before God in heaven saying, see God, exactly as you left me? Or do you want to be spent doing the work of God every day as you are called to? This sermon is entitled, Sharing the Gift. My gift, I truly believe, is to love. I love really well, and I'm working very hard to love others without conditions. What is your gift? Don't save it for one day a year. Christmas mornings truly do come and go. Eight years ago, I had no idea it would be our last Christmas with Dad. I had no idea that 2011 would be a year that I lost a lot. But I have hope for our future founded in the belief that we all have incredible, intricate gifts to share, not just one day, but every day. You are loved, you are unique, and you are a gift that is designed to be shared. To think that, that may we have the same love of Christ that He offers to us and we offer it to others. May we have the opportunity through sharing His love with others to experience His love more abundant, abundantly. It is our opportunity in this beautiful season for us to celebrate that promise from Him with others. But sometimes instead we seem to wait and want it just to be about Christmas morning. That I want all that love, I want all those gifts, I want all the graces promised to me in, wor- in God's Word, but I'll wait and I'll get it Christmas morning. And then Christmas morning comes and Christmas morning passes and we're as frustrated as we were before it started. We seem to hold out for one day of the year to be that day that we experience what the Word of God is promising us. We even as parents wait for that one day to let our children know that we love them. We seem to wait for that one day as children to let our parents know, and we think it's all to be said in one simple gift. Those smiley boxer underwear ought to tell my dad he's the greatest dad of all. And that wonderful, wonderful sweater that fits a little bit too tight is a little bit too revealing, and yet we just think our wife ought to think that's the greatest thing ever because we saw it hanging and it looked great on that mannequin in the window that's as thin as a rail. We think one gift is going to tell one person the one true message of Christmas. So why do we save it all for the 25th of December. Why is it something we're doing year-round? Is the song Winter Wonderland and Frosty the Snowman and Silver Bells really going to do it all for us all year long? There's a story of two women that were in this elegant hotel and this beautiful restaurant that was high dollar, and they were sitting having lunch, and, and the waiter came by, and he looked at them both, and he said, well, this must be a very special occasion. And they looked up and smiled, and the one lady said, yes, I'm a new mother. I just had a baby a few weeks ago. And he said, oh, how wonderful. Where is the baby? She said, at home, where do you think it would be? Why would I bring it to this restaurant? It would be screaming. I'd have to change its diaper. I don't want to mess with it at Christmas. I want to just enjoy the day. Some of you get it. We'd rather leave Jesus out of Christmas because sometimes including him is a little messy. Sometimes including Jesus in the greatest event of our year is a little more than what we want to deal with because Jesus speaks of love and grace. Jesus speaks of peace and forgiveness to all the world. Jesus speaks 
teaches about the holiness and the specialness of living as a Christian. And we're not so sure that we want to get into that messiness. We'd rather just make it about silver bells, decking the halls, and hanging up the Christmas tree. I would like to invite you this morning to just think for a moment, what is it that you are willing to give to Jesus this Christmas? What is the greatest present that you have that you have yet to offer Him? What is it that you could surrender over to Jesus this Christmas and make this the best Christmas ever? For that is what He is asking. That is all He desires, is for you to celebrate His birth on this holiest of season. Let us pray. Lord God, as we come to You this morning, let us allow ourselves to quit thinking about ourselves for just a moment. Instead of sitting here this morning and being worried about our day and our life, the way we feel and what's going on in our journey, remind us on this special season that it's about you. And it's about celebrating the wonderful gift of you in our life and in our world. Lord God, let us not just save it all for Christmas morning but let's spend it all year long celebrating the holy Christmas season. Lord God, you are our God, and you have sent your Son to us. What a blessed gift. Amen. Like most kids at Christmas time, we are excited about the gifts that Christmas morning. And there's some of you sitting out there that's pure child at heart. You're thinking about Christmas morning, and you're wondering what that gift is going to be that you're going to get that's going to be better than any other gift you've ever gotten. Just like my poor girls, my dad drug us to everything the church had going on. And I said drug because think about two young boys that would rather sleep in early morning, would rather run around with their friends and run around with the church, and would rather date the Nazarene preacher's daughter than one of those Methodist girls. But Dad made sure that whatever the church was doing and whenever we were doing it, we were together as a family. It was men's breakfast Saturday. Some of you men that know why I don't like getting up early and why I don't like coming early for breakfast is I'm not an early morning riser. I'm not. God doesn't get up till 9, neither should I. <laughs> but on this morning, it was men's breakfast and Dad and Dad encouraged us to get up and go with him, and we did so. And we were young, and, and he got up and he started talking. It was that Saturday, uh, two Saturdays before Christmas, and he was talking about all the wonderful gifts of Christmas, and he kept saying the word, don't save it till Christmas. Don't save it till Christmas. Share it every day. Open up those wonderful presents. When we got home that evening, they went to a Christmas party, and I took him for what he meant at heart. I opened up all my Christmas presents, sitting there in the living room having the best of time as my brother says, ooh, you're going to be in big trouble. They came home, and I had no guilt. I had no shame. I'd only done what he had said, and they walked in, and they said, good gosh, what made you open your presents? And I said, you did? Oh, that even made my dad matter. What do you mean I did? And I said, this morning at men's breakfast, you said don't save it all for Christmas. Celebrate Christmas every day. That didn't seem to appease him at all. He said, I hope you know there's some kids in this neighborhood that are going to be enjoying your presents Christmas morning. They scooped up all their presents, and I stood there in the hall, and I just said, I only did what you said to do. 
I thought a lot about that morning and that evening. Do what I say and not what I do. It should have been do what I do and not what I say. I shouldn't have opened those packages. But the more I think about Christmas, I realize we should not wait till Christmas morning to tell people we love and care about them. On a wonderful episode of Mad About You, any Mad About You fans? The old episode of Mad About You, there were some great ones. This one was Janie and Paul were talking, and Jamie turned to Paul and she said, Paul, what if this was our last day on earth? And he said, wow, I didn't think about that. She said, what would be the one thing you'd want to do? And he said, the one thing I'd want to do is survive till tomorrow. And she said, no, if today was your last day, wouldn't you want to just tell everyone that you love that you love them? And he said, well, if you say so. So they made their list of all the people they love. They sat there at the table and they wrote all their names down. And throughout the episode on that day, they called in all their friends and they told them they loved them. But what was great was they called in one friend and he was a neighbor and they sat across from the couch and they put their hands on his knee and they said, do you know how much we love you? And he just started bawling. He just started crying. I thought, wow, what a neat emotion. And he said, oh my gosh, am I dying? Are you all here to tell me I'm dying? And they said, no, we're just here to tell you we love you. No, please, you can tell me. Just let me know so I can deal with it. They called in their mother, and as soon as they told their mother, she got mad, and she said, why do you always wait till today to do it? Why didn't you tell me yesterday? I'm too busy today. And she left. She was mad at him. Another one was frustrated because she thought they had bad news, and they wouldn't share the bad news. Are you all getting a divorce? Are you all leaving? Are you moving? What is it you won't tell me? Is it so true that we don't say it enough that when we do, people get a little confused? People get a little frustrated. We would see someone in the hall and we say, I love you, and they say, okay, what do you want? We walk by our kids and say, I love you, and they say, what did I do? That we don't know how to share the love of Christmas except for one day of the year because Christmas morning, it's all right to do that. But what about the rest of the time? The gift of loving, the gift of sharing love should be done all year long. It should be done every day of the year and in every opportunity we have. The spirit of Christmas should not be about one Christmas Eve when we gather and light a candle and the next day. It should be about the spirit that goes throughout the year. The spirit of Christmas should be a gift that we offer everyone all the time. If you will, turn with me to Matthew it's a story that normally is used during stewardship time, but it's a story that is wonderful for us to hear today. If you'll turn with me to Matthew 25, verse 14, talks about the gift of the talents. And I know you know the story, hear the words. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went out once at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents. They, he gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. You know that, and many times you've used that as a way of saying, I'm supposed to use all the gifts that God has given me for all that God needs from me, and that's exactly it. But I want you to focus on just the moment in which he thought in his mind, I have an amazing gift, I need to hide it. 
God has given me this amazing gift. I need to bury it in a hole until he comes back and asks for it. Christmas season is that time of the year that we dig up that hole and we bring out the wonderful gifts God has given us and we start smiling more, we start sharing more, and we start loving more. But why is it one time a year that we understand that this is to be all of who we are? That we are supposed to spend our lives sharing the amazing gift of God's love and sharing the amazing gift of God with others. Why should we save it all for one time of the year? Why is it that we are bearing the amazing gifts that God has given us? Are we afraid? The servant was. He was afraid his master would return and and that if he hadn't had the gift that he had been given, the master would be angry. Are we a little anxious that others may have more to share than we have? We say it all the time. Well, I would share my gift, but so-and-so does such a better job of that. Or I would do that, but I've heard others do a better job than I do. Are we afraid of sharing our gift to the point that we are just merely denying that we have it? That's what he did. He refused to let anyone know he had the gift. He buried it away in a hole and was waiting till his master came back. And when his master came back, he held it up and said, See, I got exactly what you left me with. Is that how you want to be caught one day on that glorious Christmas morn? Standing before God in heaven and saying, See, God, exactly as you left me. Exactly as you thought I would be. Or do you want to be spent being who God has called you to be every day of the year. This Christmas, I invite you to do something different. To start this very moment, this very moment in this service, sharing God's gifts. If God's given you the gift of encouragement, just start encouraging. Turn around to someone and say, man, you look great today, Liz. If God, it's okay. And your hair and your... If God has given you the, oh my gosh, they don't really. If God has given you the gift of humor, laugh. <laughs> I have not lost it totally. If God has given you the gift of joy, then let it show. Don't walk around this life looking like someone squashed a lemon in your face. Have joy. Joy for all of life. If God has given you the gift of family, then quit griping about them. Start talking about how wonderful they are. If God has given you the gift of your monies, of your time, of all your talents, start sharing them with your family. Don't save it for Christmas morning. For Christmas mornings come and they go and the only thing we have left is paper, bags, and bows to throw away. Share the wonderful gift of this Christmas. The amazing story is about Cindy Schuler. Many of you know her as Robert Schuler's daughter. Cindy was a great lady. She did a lot of teaching and she was in a really bad accident. 
She had asked that only one thing be done because I didn't know if she lived. She wanted John Wayne to know how special he was. She wrote a note to John Wayne, and she put in that note, Dear Mr. Wayne, thank you for being such a special man. Thanks for all you do to encourage others and remind us of what a good life we have. I'm going to be all right, though, because Jesus is going to help me through this accident. So, Mr. Wayne, I need to ask you a question. Do you know this Jesus? I sure hope you know him. For Mr. Wayne, because I cannot imagine heaven being complete without the Duke being there. I hope if you don't know Jesus, that you will ask him into your heart right now as you read this note. Because I hope to see you in heaven one day. Signed, Cindy Schuler. Cindy asked a friend of John Wayne's to deliver it to him the next time he saw him, which by happenstance occurred the next night at a Christmas dinner party. The party was organized by a group of Wayne's friends and supporters who wanted to honor him on a special way. And during the party, everyone was laughing and cutting up when Wayne's friend happened to remember that he had the note in his pocket from Cindy to share. He gave it to John Wayne, and the group continued to joke and laugh while John Wayne read Cindy's letter. Someone happened to look at Wayne, who was crying, and asked, Hey, Duke, what's the matter with you? He then read Cindy's letter to the whole assembly sitting there with him. John Wayne put the letter in his pocket and pointed to the man who delivered it and said, You tell that little girl, Schuler, that right here, right now, at this party, John Wayne is giving his heart to Jesus Christ and that I will see her one day in heaven. On June 11, 1979, months later, John Wayne passed away of cancer. With his passing, Wayne became a legend to those who respected him for his Western heritage, his values, and his personal integrity, but a little girl named Cindy respected him much more because he wasn't too macho, too manly, too self-centered to realize he needed a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. On that Christmas, John Wayne gave his heart to Jesus. On this Christmas, what are you willing to give? Let us pray. Lord God, free us from all that binds us. Free us from all that restrains us from being who you call us to be. For Lord God, you have given us the gift of love and all you call is us to do is to share that love. You have given us the gift of forgiveness and all you call us to do is to share the gift of forgiveness. You have given us the gift of grace the gift of peace, the gift of faith, the gift of hope, the gift of all that is good and right in this world. And all you call us to do is to share that gift. May this Christmas be different, Lord, and it not be about bows and packages and credit card receipts. May this Christmas it be about telling people, showing people, being the people you have called us to be. Amen.